Chapter 1 Friday Just do it. Now. Now. Now, Zoe thinks as she blows loose strands of her blonde hair off her sweaty forehead. Don't frogs die like this? From too much heat? One minute they're sleeping, dreaming froggy dreams, and the next they're just... fried. The rickety box fan propped up on the porch railing divides the sunlight into flashes and shadows, its thick blades hacking the sky. Before, after, before, after. Pulling in the smell of freshly cut grass. Zoe can't help but think of the propeller on a fighter plane. Except no one's going anywhere, and no one knows of the little war inside her. In the deafening whir, she almost doesn't hear him say it. This isn't working. It takes a minute to realize he means the bike. Calvin has apparently given up on Operation Revitalize Zoe's Wheels. Her bicycle has just fallen in a mangled-looking heap of blue and white metal, half on the porch stairs, half on the concrete path that cuts his front yard down the middle. Shit, sorry. Calvin wipes his greased fingers on his cargo shorts as he straightens to his full height then swipes his almost shoulder-length brown hair out of his eyes. He is the very definition of floppy. The chain is too rusted, Albright. Not sure there's much more I can do. Well, thanks for trying, I guess. Zoe forces a smile. The kind you give the dental hygienist while biting down on a cold, metallic-tasting x-ray slide. Her cut-off shorts stick to her thighs in the August heat. The maple trees along Jefferson Street wink green and yellow in the faint but not nearly enough breeze. Down the road, she can see the local church, where she used to go for the free donuts. If it's a toss-up between believing in a cozy place in the clouds where you go after death, or donuts, Zoe knows which side she's on. When you're dead, you're dead. Say it. Say it. Say it. She wills herself. Normally, she can't stop talking. Calvin comes over and kicks the side of her foot. I can see if my mom will lend you her old one, he offers. Don't worry about it. The thing's a piece of thrift store crap anyway, Zoe says. She feels like she can't breathe. It must be the weather. Then what's the matter? Calvin shades his eyes with his hand, staring down at her from his six-foot-two frame. Nothing she says, too fast. She feels her cheeks getting warm and her throat getting tight. She wants to go back. She wants to go back to three months ago, before prom, before all of this happened. They were supposed to have gone together just as friends, but then there was the fumbling, sweet, after-party kiss, and everything changed. Now things need to go back, somehow, to the way they used to be. And though she's not sure she'll ever be able to connect the dots and explain why, her unexpected call from Joy today has made this all the more clear. Joy's words still ring in her ears. I need to see you. Will you come? Joy isn't the kind of person you can say no to. Not with that lilt in her voice. That way it has of breaking mid-sentence from soft to rough, from high to low. Not with that power she has to convince you anything is true. Even the idea that life is okay when it really isn't. Even when she abandoned you two years ago and you haven't heard from her since.
until this morning. Even then, you can't say no. Cal raises an eyebrow. Nothing? Really? I've seen a llama spit more convincingly. He's full of odd phrases like that. No, you haven't, Zoe replies, pushing him out of her way so she can sit down beside her bike. Then his face quirks into a grin. I know how to cheer you up. He darts around to the side of the house. Cal, what are you doing? I have to tell- Before she can finish, Cal reappears holding the end of the garden hose. Never send a human to do a machine's job, he announces, faux menacing, quoting their favorite movie. He grins again. Big. That adorable, crooked-toothed grin. Zoe's chest clenches. I will kill you if you- Two words, all right. Dodge this. Cal lets loose. The water hits her like cold, hard bullets, and in a second, her top is soaked. She squeals and instinctively goes to tackle him. No fair, she cries, trying to wrestle away the hose. He holds the hose above his head, gazing down at her waterlogged shirt. All his references to the Matrix seem to vanish from his vocabulary.